Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. Today we're going to be discussing the NFL drafts and the biggest winners. And we have a special guest. It's going to be my brother. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, what's up? I'm Alex. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about myself. Of course, thank you for coming on to the show. First up, I'm going to ask you, who who won the draft? Just give me your number one team. Who do you think won the draft and why? My number one team would be the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I think they did something really good in the draft, which is where they traded down and still got a guy that I think they were targeting in the draft, which was Christian Derisaw, I believe is his name. It's a tackle from Virginia Tech. I think he was ranked as one of the higher offensive linemen in the class, and going there was a big one. And then uh, the other pick was that I really liked was Kellen Mond, the third-round pick. He's a quarterback from Texas A&M. I'm sure you watched him a lot because he's in the SEC. But uh, he's. I think he's going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the draft. I think if you get a franchise quarterback in the third round, like the Seahawks have done with Russell Wilson and then the Cowboys did with Dak Prescott, I think that's a good thing. The biggest winner of the draft to me is the Cleveland Browns. Their first-round pick, they got Greg Newsome, cornerback from Northwestern. In my opinion, second-best corner in the draft. And Browns fans are angry that we missed out on Jeremiah Owosu-Karamoa in the first round, but he ended up slipping to us in the second round. And he's arguably the best linebacker in the class. So got a huge steal there with the second-round pick. He's picked 52. And then third round, got Anthony Schwartz, receiver from Auburn. He's a guy with elite speed, and he's going to add on to an already stacked wide receiver core and just give the deep threat option that kind of lacked sometimes last year. And then at pick 132, Tommy Togiayi, defense tackle from Ohio State. This kid's a huge steal. He was supposed to be a day two pick and ended up going day three. So big steal for the Browns there. Was potential to start defense tackle because Sheldon Richardson got released. And then at pick 169, Richard LeCount from Georgia is a safety. He's got a low-risk, high-reward type guy, late-round pick, who showed flashes in college being a really dominant safety, but car accident stopped him, and that's why his draft stock dropped so far because his 40 time was not very good because he kind of slowed down after the car accident. But he's got a lot of potential, and he's Great player in college, so I like that pick. And then at 211, Demetric Felton running back from UCLA. Just basically a Cream Hunt replacement because Cream Hunt's got two more years of the Browns and just looking for a guy that can do the same thing that Cream Hunt can do, catch catch the ball, come in, and replace Nick Chubb when Nick Chubb needs a break. So I thought the Browns did really well. Now, which team would you put at the number two spot in the draft and why? My number two team would be the Atlanta Falcons. This might be extremely biased because I am a Falcons fan, but uh, with the fourth pick we got, who I think is the most talented player in the entire class, with Kyle Pitts. It's like 6'6", 240, like 20 years old, runs faster than any linebacker and some safeties and some corners even. And he's bigger than everyone too. Uh, it's just, as guys are kind of like that are kind of rare. And then after that, we had a couple defensive backs that we got a little bit later that were big needs on the for the team. And then our offense, we got a couple offensive linemen too that are going to be really good for us, I think, and help our young offensive line out even more. 
Then in the sixth round, we got a guy who I think is a steal, Frank Darby. I think he's a really good receiver. I think he actually might see the field. Now he'll only be like the fourth best because our receivers are already really stacked unless we trade Julio coming up. But, yeah, I think we did really well in the draft. Yeah, I think it was definitely a little biased there because I think uh, Falcons needed to hit more needs on the defensive end. But I do think they added some good weapons and excited to see what happens with Julio and where he goes to if he stays with the Falcons or not. My number two team is going to be a little controversial. I'm going to go with the Eagles. A lot of people thought that the Eagles missed out on a lot of opportunities in this draft, and they didn't get ranked very high. But I think with their first-round pick, Devontae Smith was a huge, huge win to get at number 10. He's, in my opinion, going to win Rookie of the Year. And, I mean, you know the name. He's the Heisman winner, wide receiver from Alabama. Put up crazy numbers, and the reason why Mac Jones and Alabama was so su- successful and then with their second round pick, Landon Dickerson at number 37, offensive lineman from Alabama. If he was healthy, he would have been the number one offensive lineman taken in the draft. And if he can recover back from his knee injury, then I think he is going to be the biggest steal at number 37 in the entire draft. And then at number 224, later in the drafts, Jacoby Stevens from LSU. He's a safety slash linebacker hybrid. And I'm a big fan of those safety guys who transition to linebacker, and I think he's going to be very successful because he ran a 4.540 in his pro day, and he had a 42-inch vertical, so he's got the athletic ability to be very successful at the linebacker position. He'll just need a couple years. And then uh, Patrick Johnson picked at 234. He's from Tulane. He's a really, really successful edge rusher in college, but the thing about him is teams are worried about him not working hard. So he's kind of low-risk, high-reward guy. If you get him to work hard, then he's he's going to be really productive in the NFL, and he's going to be a huge steal at 234. Go ahead and just complete your top five. Give me the next three teams that you think had the most successful draft and why. All right, my three through five, I think the Ravens, I have them as three. Uh, getting a guy who's an MVP of the NFL at some point who has never had a really good receiver where his best guy has been like would be the third best on a lot of other teams I think getting him someone he can actually throw the ball to is a big help for him so I think the Ravens did really well and then they also got a defensive end that he didn't have a sack in college but he's super raw and he's a really good athlete so that's typically what they do and they build him up and then they eventually get rid of him and draft another guy exactly like that. And they always come in and fill their role really well for him. So I think that was really good for the Ravens. Then I have the Bears. Uh, they trade up. Got Justin Fields, who I don't know if he's the best quarterback, but he's my favorite one in the class. I think he's I think he's got a really good attitude. Uh, he's athletic. He can move. He, he has, his arm is one of the bigger ones in the class. He's had like two bad games in college. And I know there was questions about his work ethic, but he, he's played injured. He's done everything that I would want to see the quarterback do. And then for them, anything that's not Mitchell Trubisky has got to be just really great for them and their team because Mitchell Trubisky's been not so great over there. So it kind of gives their coach finally someone to use in their offense. And then finally, this pains me to say, but I think the Browns actually did really well in the draft. I know you'll probably cover them, but... Uh, getting, getting that uh, safety or whatever corner, whatever he is, was a really good pick in the first round considering they got 
the guy who I think is the best linebacker in the class in this later on trading for him, even though he has some medical concerns, I think. I believe he has like a heart issue is what they're looking at. But overall, I think they hit in the draft really well, even though they didn't really need anything because they're already kind of stacked everywhere except quarterback. But, yeah. Yeah, I would never put uh, one of division rivals in, on the top five list, so I, I I can't put the Ravens on there. But I do agree that the Bears and the Browns had a really good draft, and I think the Browns are really going to be successful this year, so I'm excited to see where, what they do. My number three is going to be the Patriots. Uh, First-round pick, Mac Jones, quarterback from Alabama. I believe that he is the most talented quarterback in this draft class, and I know that's going to be controversial with Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, all those guys up there, but I think Mac Jones is going to translate translate well to the NFL, and I know there's a lot of questions about him because he had such dominant receivers in college that they were always wide open, so people tend to think that he had the easiest job in the world because Alabama was so stacked last year, but he made some really good throws and he impressed me in his junior year of college. So I think he's going to be very successful in the NFL. And then in the second round, the Patriots took Christian Barmore defensive lineman from Alabama. He's a guy that had first round talent was projected to go in the top 20, but a report came out late that he doesn't respond well to coaching and he's guys just hard to coach. So his draft suck fell a little bit, and the Patriots took the risk and took him. So they got a guy with first-round talent. Just They just need to get him focused and, and listening, and I, I think he's going to work well with Bill Belichick and, and that Patriots system. And then at pick 96, they took Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma. He's an edge rusher. He's a high-risk, high-reward type guy. He didn't get very many snaps in college, but when he did get snaps, he was very, very dominant. And that's what the Patriots saw on him. If he played more snaps, he he probably would have went earlier in the draft. But he's just a guy that's very, very risky. But I, I really like his upside. And I think he is going to end up being on that high reward side and not on that risk side. So, And then at pick 177, they took Cameron McGrone. He's a Michigan linebacker. He's a really good college player. Kind of got exposed in pass coverage a little bit. That's why he got picked so late. But he was a great run stopper, and he has elite speed. And all you need to do is work on his pass coverage, and he'll be a, a really, really good pickup for the Patriots, and he'll be a dominant linebacker in the NFL. So he's got really, really high potential. Then at number four, I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins. I uh, really liked their first-round pick at number six, Jalen Waddle, wide receiver from Alabama. I think they probably asked Tua who he likes more between Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, and he went with his brother Jalen Waddle. So I think you're going to see that connection a lot and hear a lot of stories about those two because they're really, really close friends, and I think it's going to be a duo that you hear throughout the NFL. Even though they're both really young, I I think that Jalen Waddle and his ability to get yards after the catch is going to be Really, really tough to stop in the NFL. And then they had another first-round pick at 18. They took Jalen Phillips, edge rusher from Miami, from the U. Best edge rusher in the draft. I don't think there was any debate on it. And this guy got him where he was projected at, so it's a really solid pickup. And Javon Holland, safety from Oregon. People got a little upset at this pick because – 
TCU safety was still on the board, and Javon Holland was looked at as a third or fourth best safety, but I think he's going to fit into the Dolphins system well because he has great coverage skills, and Dolphins tend to like those good coverage safeties, and I think he's going to be successful in this system. So I don't I don't think they reached at all on that pick. And, and then uh, the rest of their draft, they went with offensive tackle, offense tackle, tight end, and running back. So you hear that. That that just means that they're giving Tua more weapons, and there's there's no excuse this year. They're gonna have a talented team surrounding Tua. He's gonna have the protection needed. He's gonna have weapons. And it's gonna be a good year for them, and I think they hit all their needs in the draft this year. And my fifth and final team is going to be the Bears. I really just put the Bears up here because of the Justin Fields pick. He was second best quarterback in college, and yet. He, he had about two or three bad games in his college career, and he has a little hitch on his throw that causes draft stock to not be the first or second quarterback taken. But I think talent-wise, he's he's up there with all of them, and they got him at 11, so it was a huge steal for them. And they got two old linemen to protect their franchise quarterback in Justin Fields. So they got him the protection he needs to have a long career there. And their six-round pick, Thomas Graham Jr., he's from Oregon. He's cornerback. He probably would have been taken really early in the draft if he didn't opt out this year, but he just didn't have all the snaps you need to be picked early in the draft, so he slipped to the sixth round, and I think that's a guy that's going to be producing in the NFL, and he's going to be in the NFL for a long time. Uh, which player do you think was the biggest steal of the draft? My biggest steal in the draft would probably be Kellen Mond. I already kind of talked about him a little bit, but I think he's kind of going to be one of those guys who's a franchise quarterback. He's got seems like he's got a really good attitude, like a good leader. And I've heard him talk. He doesn't seem like he's afraid of Kirk Cousins keeping that job for too long. So I think he actually might end up stealing it at some point this year. I, I don't know, something about him. I really like him. I think he's going to be really good. I mean, he lost all of his weapons at Texas A&M last year and still had a really good year, one of the best in Texas A&M's history. So I don't know the guy, he seems like he's a winner. seems like he's going to do some good things over there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Kellen Mond. Got to see him a lot against Alabama last year and year before that. So seeing him grow a lot because his first couple of years playing against Bama, he had a really tough time, but – saw him grow and get better and one thing about him is he's always a leader no matter what the score was he was always working harder than everyone and encouraging his team to and actually believing that they could come back in games where they were down 20 30 points so I think he's a great leader and I think he's got a high work ethic that'll allow him to be successful in the NFL so I'm excited to see what what happens with him and see if he ends up taking over for the Vikings eventually I think the Browns definitely got the steal of the draft and Jeremiah Wosu, Karamoa, best linebacker in the draft. Uh, some draft experts had him as a number two defense player in the entire class and he ended up going 52. So I think the Browns definitely got the steal of the draft and I'm excited to see his production in the NFL and he should come in and start right away for the Cleveland Browns. So, Which two teams do you expect to be in the Super Bowl after seeing this draft and who do you think is going to win it? Uh, my Super Bowl teams, this is kind of tough. I don't know if the draft really changed much in terms of who I think is going to be in the Super Bowl. So I think the Chiefs are still going to win the AFC. The only one I could see hanging with them is the Ravens. But 
I don't know. I still think Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL, and I they reloaded their offensive line really well in free agency, not even through the draft, really. They just seem like they're going to be unstoppable for a long time and kind of have a dynasty like the Patriots used to have. So I would have them making it in the AFC. Then the NFC, the Buccaneers kind of brought everyone back. That makes them a tough out, but there's a... I can see the Falcons giving them a chance just because they they were in every game last year. It's not like they were out of it all the time. Like they, they, They're they known for blowing leads for a reason, which means we're leading in games. So they, they're competitive with everyone. But if I had to pick, I'd probably say, I would guess, uh, yeah, probably the Buccaneers versus the Chiefs again. I would say it's probably a rematch. And then I would probably say the Chiefs actually win it this time reloading their team come on now disrespecting the browns right there you gotta gotta mention them when you talk about the super bowl instead of the ravens with the addition of john johnson had one of the highest corner grades in entire nfl last year you got jadavion Clowney. his production speaks for itself and his name speaks for itself everybody knows who he is pairing with miles garrett it's over for the league with the addition of greg newsome Beast going to be a beast corner in the NFL, so I think got to mention the Browns and talk about the Super Bowl. And I, I would never mention the Falcons when I talk about the Super Bowl next year. I know they were in games, but I think teams got a lot better. I know the Falcons got better, but I think teams got a lot better, so got to take that into account too. So I like the Buccaneers pick, though, and I was stuck between the Chiefs as well, Patrick Mahomes. Very talented guy, so you got to include him in the conversation for Super Bowl. So, solid picks. I'm going with the Cleveland Browns versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Browns really sold me on the draft. I was debating between them and the Chiefs, and I think with their picks of the draft, they got their corner needs, linebacker needs, an extra weapon at receiver. They got a defensive tackle that should come in and start right away. Running back and safety for the future, so I, I really like the Browns picks, and I think they got exactly what they needed to win the Super Bowl, and I have high expectations for Baker Mayfield, so I'm going with the Browns to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. And final question, who do you think is going to win Rookie of the Year and Defensive Rookie of the Year? My Offensive Rookie of the Year, I think the best chance would be uh, Trevor Lawrence. He's a quarterback. He seems like he's probably going to be – one of the only ones, maybe Zach Wilson too, but they're the two that seem like they're going to start on the first day, so that gives them the best overall chance. But you never know. Maybe a guy like Trey Lance could come in out of nowhere if he somehow wins the job way earlier than he's supposed to or Justin Fields wins the job really early. They could give him a shot. But I'd probably pick Trevor Lawrence. He's supposed to be like a generational talent, so you probably want to give that guy a rookie of the year. It's also kind of built in media, not just always on talent, but on media. And then for a defensive rookie of the year, I really like that. It, this it just pains me to say, I really like Jeremiah Wusu Kamaroa or whatever from the Browns. It pains me to say, but I think he actually probably will win that award. So he's going to come in and play, and he's going to do a lot of really good things for them. So, yeah. Yeah, I can't go wrong with the number one pick winning Rookie of the Year and Jeremiah Wosu, Garamosa, this guy that's going to produce right away for the Browns and a linebacking core that 
needs the help, so he's going to come in and start right away. So I think see some very good production there. But so I like I like both those picks there. But I'm going to go with some someone else at both of them. Offensive rookie of the year, like I said earlier, I think it's going to be Devonta Smith. I think his production is going to be the same as it was in college, and I think he's going to be one of the most dominant receivers in the NFL coming in his first year already. And then defensive rookie of the year, I got to go with Patrick Sertain, Denver Bronco corner, adding on to an already loaded defense. I think he's going to come in and be successful right away. And I think he's going to be one of the top corners in the NFL and come in a few years. So got high hopes for him. And thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast. Next week, we're going to be switching back over to the basketball side of things. So stay tuned for that. And thank you for tuning in.